Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rama's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with my co-host, we call him T-Mac, Tony McKinnon. Deuces, everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, how, how warm is this today? It's 63 degrees. 63 degrees. We've got to give our weather forecast. If you're not a, 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 a frequenter to our podcast, we give a weather forecast. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is in Kathmandu or wherever you are, but it's 63 degrees in Broken Arrow. Yeah. It was 36 this morning. Yeah, so one of these crazy weather times yeah. where it's up and down, up and down, bipolar weather. Yep. Um, but We need to get our weather on the medication to get leveled out here. Yeah. Anyway, we're glad to hear from you. If, if you want to send us an email, you can email us, podcast at org, or you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. And one of these days, I'll update some of the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and we take some every once yeah, in a great while. Yeah, no, we take one yeah. pretty much every week. I ain't even seen the last one. I don't even know. And, and I don't even update yeah. your Instagram. Cause you need to Photoshop them. I'm no, now, I, I do on Facebook You know, put out the podcast, but... I'm really bad on Instagram. I'll let you yeah. know. I just don't take a lot of pictures. I want some digital liposuction <laughs> on my pictures. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel Cliff staring at me with his green hat on over here from the side. Yeah. Anyway, once again, um, we love Doug Jones. We want him on the podcast. D. Jones at org. Yeah. Tell him, please get on the podcast so that we can just quit talking about his name. Yeah. You know, and he does have something to say. Even He's got he, a lot to say. Anyway. So it's a good, beautiful day here. Um, You know, um, you know, can't wait to get a little warmer. As actually, um, I guess we're taping this. It'll be probably about in about a month, but we're we're taping it. Um, Holy Week, Holy Week, Holy Week. Yeah, this is Monday Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what Monday Thursday. Monday means. Thursday is 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 when they had the Last Supper and Judas betrayed Jesus. Oh, so, we we. I grew up Methodist. We observed all these days. That we we about half heathen in the charismatic world, I guess. So no, you were observing. Judas betraying it, or you were observing the we, last supper. The last supper. <laughs> See, we had silent breakfasts and yeah. Good Friday services, and you know some of that stuff ain't you know need to yeah. might need to revive some of that. So tomorrow is Good Friday. Tomorrow's here. Good Friday. Yeah, we'll be at work. Yeah, we'll be at work. Yeah, <laughs> Christian organization, but we don't we don't take no holiday for Good Friday. We, we work on, we work on Good Friday yeah, here yeah. at Raymond. Jesus worked on Good Friday. He was kicking the devil's teeth out. Yeah. yeah. Number, number one question I get. Yeah. You know, for, both from our employees and our students. Yeah. We have school on Good Friday, yeah. of course, obviously. Wouldn't be a Good Friday without being able to see us, right? That's right. Absolutely. So, anyway, so today on the program, we have Todd Bailey. Um, I'm not sure. Todd probably grew up in the circus, you know, you know, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Barnum and Bailey, I, yeah. I, I'm sure that was one of his relatives. No, I'm just joking. I, I do know some of his relatives are circus clowns, you know. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough of them to make a circus. That Bailey's is everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, Todd, it's good to have you on the program. It's so good to be with you guys and catch up. <laughs> so, Todd, tell us when you graduated from Raymond. <laughs> I graduated in 1992. And you've been a travel minister ever since, correct? Yeah, August of 2094. You got a website you want to you want to throw out there? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Todd Bailey Ministries. I got a face, uh, let's see, ToddBailey.org. ToddBailey.org. That's All it. Right. All right, and you can he just prays and has meetings. People just you know people oh, show yeah. up. meetings just manifest. So. Well, well, you've been preaching for a long time for you. Know, now I will. I want to tell you about Todd. It, it just seems for for quite a while when I was traveling. It's everywhere I was going. Either Todd had just been been there, or he was coming. <laughs> so it was kind of we were like following each other around the unpaid, country. Unpaid staff. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Todd. So so tell us your Rama story. I mean, you know, you know, I don't I don't know if you grew up heathen, got saved, or 
or what? I mean, how how did you end up at Rama? You know, all of those years ago. Well, I, I was born in Flatwoods, Kentucky. Uh, Brent, his dad and parents. Oh, and, I, you got to rub this in. Um, I've, we're having you on the podcast before we've had Brent. Well, you know, yeah, it's it's that pecking yeah. order, amen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and so you know, his, his cousin's Brent, one of my one of my best friends in the world, <laughs> and um, he's never been on the podcast. Well, know. that's that's okay. I, as you said, I always go before or after somebody. So, <laughs> but no, I grew up in Flatwoods, Kentucky. Um, I actually got born again in a Christian church at twelve. It was amazing because I was a backwards, uh, intimidated little kid. I mean. I would do ornery stuff, but I just didn't like the focus. But uh, O.M. Pokey Miller gave the altar call. I was 12. I walked down in front of 500 people and got born again. And they was waiting on my dad uh, for me to be baptized. Was the whole town at the meeting? Flatwoods? No, you know, everybody. I mean, we had like 250 in our graduating high school class. I mean, it's, it's a small area, but there was a lot of people. You know, as they say, they all came out from the woods, I guess. But, um, but I got born again at 12, and then I went over to the Pentecostal church, which ended up being a charismatic and full gospel and rhema affiliated eventually. Uh, when I was probably about, I guess, 15, 17 years old, uh, 1980, uh, actually I got filled with baptism of the Holy Spirit in 1980, and then uh, uh, I went to college for four years, 79 to 83, but uh, I got hurt and never went back. I had about a hundred and some hours and ended up doing what we did in our family construction. You mean it hurt your feelings or you got physical? No, I got, I was playing church <laughs> softball and got hit in the side of the head. Oh. Spent two days in the hospital. Well, that explains a lot. Well, yeah. And, uh, well, you, well was, that the, was that the college's fault? <laughs> no, I, I really don't know. And what was your name again? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, um, but seriously, it was uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up going to Norval Hayes Bible School in 88 for the, their eight-week term, and I was a maintenance man for five years, and I just knew that I wasn't supposed to go back to uh, college, well. and I caught a lot of flack from it, which, you know, you got one year left for two degrees, and uh, and then uh, Pastor Donna Mary Ann Atkins, mm-hmm. he's been longtime regional director. And, Mary Ann's in heaven now. Yeah. I wonder if she can get the podcast uh, up there. Well, <laughs> probably. Um, yes, but I, um, I owe so much to them and my former pastors, but they, uh, they just encouraged me to go to Rama. Mm. And um, I had a house I owned, and um, my cousins helped manage to collect the rent, and my uncle. Howard and Thelma, Brent's grandparents, uh, let me put my furniture in their basement for three and a half years. (laughs) I moved out here, and it was 105 degrees. I remember the glue on my 82 Chevy uh, was dripping. The glue was dripping. And I said, God, what in the world did you get me into? And um, I went and uh, ended up getting a job right off the bat. Went from a maintenance man to a manager of the 101st and Elm Subway. And ended up managing three subways by the time it was over. And I got very active in the church. Um, but I just had different people. We had a gentleman in 1980 in our church, uh, brought Brother Hagen's 26 Lessons of Faith, mm-hmm. 26 Lessons on uh, Discerning Spiritual Gifts, I believe, in prayer. And that really sparked something in me. And I just knew that everything from then on, that I tried to do college, go back into the construction business with my family. It was like Brother Hagen said, it was like taking a bath with your socks on. And then I just kept doing what I knew to do at that time, you know, going, I started preaching part-time, going here, going there. I did, you know, of course, I didn't get an offering. They just opened their doors. 
my pastors at that time, Tom and Sue Geisinger, they literally taught me how to tie a tie, let me behind the pulpit, and it was a lot of mercy and grace. Mm. But one thing, I just kept taking whatever step was in front of me yeah. and being faithful. Like Brother Norwell would say, bloom where you're planted. And But Brother Hagen just started speaking uh, just a lot of teaching. And uh, when I came here, I felt like I, I found gloves that fit. I, I knew I was in a due season time. Yeah, so 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 when you came to Raymond, did did you ha- have a specific call to the ministry, or you just I'm, I'm just here to learn more about the Bible and whatever God has for me, you know, maybe may I'm supposed to manage subways for the rest of my life. I don't know. I mean, well, I knew that I was to serve, but I knew down deep inside of me, God had called me to do something. But at that time, you know, people mm-hmm. say I have a funny accent now, but I've lost over half of my accent. I mean, it was like I thought, man, I'm gonna be the first. They sell it at the grocery store. Huh? The accent. The accent. The accent. <laughs> yeah, I probably could talk, I don't know, sometimes. Get some at Dollar General. I could probably learn bad Spanish and sound more reasonable than <laughs> English. But, but no, I, seriously, I, I had a really bad speech problem, but um, I had people that work, helped me with it and work on it. But I, um, I knew that um, I was going to do ministry of some sort. And it was a joke. I thought I'd be the first American evangelist with an English interpreter or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I just kept doing what was faithful and what my family. So when I came here, I worked 45 hours went both years, attended Rhema Bible Church, because one thing spoke to me is if you attend the church, you'll see the word in the spirit match and coordinate with what you learn in class. And That's that stuck good. with me. Very good. Yeah. And uh, so... I stayed another two years. I volunteered seven months in prayer group, 13 months behind the cameras. And then uh, I did children's church, Thomas Sucretwitty, for 18 months up in that corner room at the main building here. And uh, one day the Lord spoke to me, said, get ready, you're going to go out. And I had no clue. I honestly think being ignorant, I was not scared about it. <laughs> because I, I was, you know, at that time, I'm, well, let's see, 1990. Four, I was 33 years old then, but yeah. I just launched out. So how old were you when you came to Rama? Uh 29. 29. I mean, because that's kind of a question we always ask. Because some mm-hmm. people, you know, think, well, you know, I'm not 18 or I'm, I'm not 20. I'm not, you know, I'm going to come a bunch of college age kids are going to be there and I'm going to feel, you know, I'm going to feel left out or, or whatever. But, you know, I always tell them, it doesn't matter whether you're 18 or 82, there's never a bad time to come to Rama. Uh, it's not. In fact, you know, right now... We're talking about one of the best times to come to Raymond is was when you're going through transition in life. And unfortunately, a lot of folks are going through transition. Now, sometimes we've had some people who are now moving to Tulsa because they never actually have to set foot in their office anymore because um, of virtual offices mm-hmm. and stuff. So I heard people said, well, if they, they've said you can live anywhere you want. So they moved to Tulsa. Yeah. You know, a lot of times may, maybe the husband can't come to Raymond because they actually have a they still got to work. You know, but maybe the wife comes to Raymond. Maybe we've had people just come to church. You know, they just you know, and also Tulsa, Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, where he is right, right now is, you know, it's a it's a pretty good place. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we are we are pretty free, and um, Oklahoma just passed the the most restrictive Strictest abortion restri- law in the yeah. nation. Yeah, strictest abortion law in the in, in in the nation, and um, we'll part- find you and put you in prison, baby. If you want <laughs> so, you want to kill babies in Oklahoma? Yeah. So um, um Governor Stitt. Our good friend just signed it. Um, was it yesterday? Yeah. And so, um, you know, the it was our legislature, you know, passed it, and 
So politics in Oklahoma is a lot yeah. different than politics. Yeah, in- if you can live with smoke shops and marijuana dispensaries, you'll do good. <laughs> yeah. You'll do good. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> you're, you're exactly right because some people, um, you know, they have to drive through metropolitan areas for 45 minutes to get to their job and back. And by the time yeah. they get back, they got to study. But here, everything is so close. It's so easy. It's just laid back. I mean, you can drive a couple miles. You're in the country. Yeah. But everything is, um, I, I like to say it this way, word friendly in a lot of ways. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just a pleasant experience. And, and you can be anywhere you need to be in the Tulsa Metro in 20 minutes. Yeah, 20, 20 minutes. I used to say 15, but it's yeah. been more like 20 Anybody minutes. Anybody ask me how long it take to get there 20 minutes. Yeah, because yeah, people always know. <laughs> How how far do you live from from, from from Rainbow? Twenty, 20 minutes, minutes. <laughs> and, and obviously Tony and I know because because we live yeah, close to we each other. I'm almost the rock to his ass. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so it's twenty minute twenty yeah, minute drive, minutes. and so I always you know let everyone know it's twenty minutes. 20 minutes. I, I pretty much can you know I mean there is sometimes I get to fifteen, but it's it's usually twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. and then <clears> a couple <throat> times there's some extra traffic and it's a little longer, you know. So but I, it's joke I joke in class or whatever because I have a long commute. <laughs> I mean, because majority of the students and even a lot of our church members, you know, live here, you know, closer to Broken Arrow and yeah. Broken Arrow. So, so if maybe you're listening out there and you want to learn more about our training um, college, if you'll go to rbtc.org, we'll let you know about Rama Bible Training College. In fact, we just had college weekend uh, last week and we had a hundred folks um, mm-hmm. come and check out the college and, um, Majority of them have to put applications in already, so it's pretty Hallelujah. awesome. But, I mean, if you go to rbtc.org, you can find out more about Raymond, and we want to invite you to give us your email, your phone number, and your name. Good to have your name because people don't want to include their name, and you don't know who. Hey, I'm calling somebody. <laughs> so, anyway, what we'll do is we'll immediately email you what we call a digital packet. And so you have a packet of information, and then we'll put you on a list and have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you about Raymond, and try to schedule an appointment for you to come to campus. In fact, I just got an email yesterday from one of our Raymond grads whose niece is coming to campus next week just to take a take a tour, and she's already pretty much planning on coming to Raymond. In fact, if you know you might want to go to Raymond Bible Training College, you can put an application in right now, rbtc.org, and f- sign up your digital application. And um, I believe there's like a $50 um, um, whatever enrollment application, fee, application fee. fee or whatever, but you can pay that right there and you can start it up, and, and classes start September, the day after Labor Day is where orientation starts. But, I mean, that's about Raymond Bible Training College. Um, back to you. Um, so, um, well, No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Well, you, what you said was really important because when I first came here, uh, somebody said something that really resonated in me. They said, sure, you can take the correspondence, which I understand some people have to, but and then some people do it. On, you know, virtual online and stuff. But this is what convinced me. They said, Todd, when you sit under the actual anointing, yeah. not that the videotapes are not or the audios or whatever, but when you sit under that anointing in those classes, it's different. Yeah. And you, you'll meet people and you'll meet people that you will probably know the rest of your life better than the people you grew up with. Mm. Yeah. Because God's always bringing somebody into your life as he's bringing you into their life. And there's a lot of divine connections. I would encourage people because when I would travel, the first 20 years or so, I, people say, hey, you went to Raymond? I said, yeah. They said, what do you think? And I had one line. I said, listen, it's the Harvard. I call it the Harvard, uh, Harvard of all Bible schools. And they That's said, good. why? <clears throat> I said, because you got a proven track record by a founder and you got the word that's consistently taught consistently 
every week in and out. And I said, and they told me this, well, what if you, what if I miss it? I said, well, I think God will forgive you for sitting under the word for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sitting in person, I would encourage anybody. I, I mean, it, it was the best time of my life. It changed. It changed me. I mean, I sure I went to Norval's and then I went to another school, a university after that, uh, to get another degree. But man, this was the pivotal. This is, uh, this, this is why I come back. This is home. Yeah. And you know, it, it's really hard to explain. I mean, you know, you, you just don't see it until you show up on campus, but the amount of people who have told us, like when they come from Raymond college weekend or they come one of our events or whatever said there's just something about your campus mm-hmm. there's something about here what, what it's called it's called the anointing you know and my grandfather always said the anointing cannot be taught it has to be caught and the way you catch it is you know you just got to be there and um it has i mean you know we get asked all the time why don't you have online classes we do have a correspondence school where basically you read books and, and answer questions and the interesting part about it is well, one of my jobs here at the ministry at one point in time was grading correspondence school tests. And, you know, in fact, a lot of folks at correspondence schools, we kind of designed it. A lot of prisoners are doing that. So you probably, was, you probably graded some of mine a long time ago. I when, wasn't in prison. When you're in prison. Yeah. I wasn't in prison. But. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, so I was, I was grading tests myself, you know, it was, you know, pretty interesting. And also mailing out um, your next, you know, packet and things like that. So, which, you know, it's good to learn more, more about, but there's something about coming to campus and something about learning here. And, you know, Online, we have found out, too, with, with online education, the kids that had to have go through online school because of COVID, they're behind. Yeah, they're not doing well. College and, either. You know, the, yeah, the, because there's something about they notice that, that without that school environment, they're not learning as much. Now, there are some people that strive in an online experience um, you know, because they don't need as much help from the, a teacher or whatever, or they're, you know, I always told folks if if – if going uh, online school was 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 you know really around really popular when I was a kid, I'd probably graduate in eighth grade because I'm I'm the kind of go like well I'll, I'll just take classes all summer long and you know and be through with it yeah you know, just get it done I mean you know but I, I'm I'm more of a self motivated thing I, I didn't not saying I don't need teachers we we all need t- teachers but you know cl- especially classes like math I mean I, I you know I can read the book I can write, the book has all the stuff plus even has the answers in the back of the book if you the odd questions in the math, math test, you know, so, but, um, you know, I was always really good at math and what, whether I had a teacher there or not, didn't really matter. Um, so, but a lot of folks, you know, now, so let's just say you're online. Now, when you're online watching, you're also probably online and looking at Facebook and maybe looking at TV at the same time and all this kind of things. And you just don't receive like you do here. Well, the same thing as this online church, since we started down this trail, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll confess during COVID when, those few weeks we couldn't have church. I might have watched you preach one Sunday morning uh, in my skivvies while I shaved. <laughs> you, that just, you just don't do that, you know. Um, just saying that, that it's not good training. Yeah. So, yeah, but a couple of weeks when you weren't supposed to be here, you were, you were actually here on campus. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is true, too. Because, you know, who wants to stay at home? Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, so what you're saying is you know, your time at Raymond as a student, you know, was very pivotal in your life and probably, well, not probably, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today if Absol- it wasn't for Raymond. Absolutely not. Well, and plus you get to know the personality of the pa- uh, the teachers yeah. and get a, some sort of a relationship mm-hmm. and they all had their own unique anointing. It's not yeah. like just picking a book up, answering questions and doing this. 
that's good. But, you know, there's people today that I still keep in touch with that has helped me. And, you know, it, it, it's nothing like setting in fellowship. It's like, it's like almost eating dinner remotely and everybody's on the same Zoom meeting. And you're eating dinner yeah. together yeah. versus eating at a restaurant or in a living room with all the, you know, you're, you're interacting. It's mm-hmm. a totally different atmosphere. Besides that, who's going to pass the biscuits? I mean, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I missed you guys. This has been fun. Well, and, and, you know, also, too, I mean, you know, I know Tony's real good at, you know, in, you know, you know having a relationship with students. I mean, you know, kind of having a sometimes yeah. a, a friendly joke around things. We yeah. joke around with a lot of, a lot of our students, oh, and, yeah. you know. And now what makes it also, too, because you got so involved in the church, so then you had another opportunity to be around, you know, not only students, but church members and other folks. And, you know, you know, I know being around this building a lot, you you, you run into you and, you know, see people, different people doing different things. And there's just a there's a family here. In fact, yeah. I, I know people who graduate. Sometimes people, you know, they'll maybe go to Ramos, stay here for a couple of years, graduate and go back home. And then they found that home wasn't home anymore. They like. Then, you know, they moved back to Tulsa and like, what are you doing? I said, well, home's in Tulsa. I don't, I don't, I mean, I feel like I'm closer to, to you guys than I am my own family. You know, just something about a, you know, a, a kindred thing. I, I know, um, Anthony Warson's, the, the human jukebox, you know, sits in sometimes here. He says, yeah, Detroit's not home anymore. Tulsa's home. I mean, you know, and, you know, but it's just, you know, that's where the family is. Well, I'll tell you something else about campus, um, you know, we've talked about it before, you know, for uh, all of our alumni that might be listening. You know, we've heard it so many times, um, and one in particular kind of rings in my ears, I thought said it the best, uh, coming back to campus, you know, after be, having been in school and being out in ministry or doing whatever, you know, every opportunity to come back to campus, it re- this individual that I'm thinking of said it recenters me on purpose, and yeah. it reminds me why I started, why I said yes in the first place. You know, speaking of coming back to campus, um, let's put a big plug right now for um, our 50th yeah. anniversary of camp meeting because yes. um, we have just, you know, we've been talking about it for a while, but our Word of Faith magazine, the, the April edition just went out. And in the April edition is the first magazine edition we've talked about the 50th year of camp meeting. And we've already got a number of calls saying, you know, I'm going to be here for 50 years of camp meeting because it was camp meeting um, that really changed my life. A lot of times it was coming to a camp meeting is what got folks actually to come to school. They came to camp meeting first, and that, that's when they heard about Rainbow Valley Training College. Or there are some, there are some followers of our ministry and even some ministers that were starting out in ministry. You know, they didn't come to Rainbow, but but it was camp meeting is, is where, where they got their first Indoctrinate, you know, indoctrination of my grandfather and, and our ministry, and and this one minister was talking about how camp meeting changed their life and changed their family, and they wouldn't want to miss the fiftieth anniversary of camp meeting. So it's a great time to come on campus if you haven't been on campus before. I know some of you say, "Well, when I was at camp meeting, we were downtown Tulsa." It's even better here in, yeah, in the church. It, it is because we actually have more control. You know, you don't have weirdos walking from the outside. Yeah, if you want to go downtown, you can be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you can go visit downtown. And uh, obviously, um, for some of you don't realize, the, the the building that we had camp meeting downtown, the building still exists, but they have remodeled yeah, it. That arena does So not the exist. arena does not exist anymore. Um, and so, so I mean, Ju- uh, July the 
24th through the 29th is the is is the dates. So you you put that down. So July the 24th through the 29th, and you might want to make your reservations now because you know a lot of times I mean it's hard to get hotel rooms yeah. around that time. You know, unless you want to stay at what, what's that little hotel or motel down the street? A Hojo you know, Express or something. Sands or <laughs> motel or something like that, you know. Anyway, and, and I'm sure, you know, I mean, one thing people t- don't realize, too, is how much Broken Arrow has changed since they went to school. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you've, you've seen it since you went to. Went yeah, to. We, we shared that yesterday with some people. I told them, I said, the horses in the fields are gone unless you go a little yeah. bit out of town, but. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's grown up. It's really nice. You know, you mentioned something I want to follow up on. Um, I went in February of 1990. I was still a maintenance man after going back home in Kentucky. And I remember uh, Pastor Greg Mayhorn and Pastor Don Atkins was coming out here for a winter Bible. And they said, and I said, can I go? And they said, yeah. I remember I slept almost all the way out here because I worked a midnight shift or something. And um, I remember Brother Hagen prophesying and if you remember over on the side room was the german pastors with the headphones yeah, on yeah, yeah. And i remember that and that's when he was uh preaching and i thought this is where i need to be so from february that year to september i was here because wow. well it's almost like you find that place called there mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are looking for the light switch but i found it mm-hmm. and um so yeah i lived here for four years i loved it i mean i've been in colorado ever since but you know, it's just, when you come back, it's you're coming back home. Now, what's interesting is someone with your accent living in Colorado. That's even that's even. On, <laughs> yeah, they probably think I'm. <laughs> they're like, you know, what's really funny is uh, when I first started, I was advised to stay in the South. Really? Oh, advised? yeah. I was. They said, listen, who advised you, Doc Horton? <laughs> close. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, um, but. My accent was twice as worse. Uh, seriously, I would go through drive through I take offense at that, calling it worse. Well, no, it was more articulate <laughs> to those to those who understood it, but to those well, who didn't. So, so you mean was, as long as you're in the Southeast Conference, you're okay, right? <laughs> well, there you go. But I used to go through drive throughs in order in the North and order Sprites and stuff. They give me fries because I drank my. And, and, and uh, one time somebody said, what's wrong with your speech? I said, I have problems with my eyes. And I remember they got right up next to my face. <laughs> and so I had people literally write out sentence structures for me while I was traveling. But I've preached in, down from Harlem, the Har- uh, in Harlem, in uh, Malcolm X Boulevard, in Apollo Theater, yeah. San Francisco. I've been overseas. I feel your pain. I have to write stuff on the board in class sometimes. Because they don't understand. Well, it, then we, they all say it out loud, and I said, "That's what I said." If you're really good, you can only use letters like "you good," but he are better. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's communication. I'll tell you this: I heard something from John Wooden that really changed me. Was he said, "Don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can do." And I Amen. said, "I might talk funny, but I can still talk." Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I was sitting there in my office, and I I was kind of intimidated. I was around some ministers that. Um, I mean, some of them knew the Greek better. I knew English. Uh, and, and I just said, Lord, I feel so insufficient. So after I had my little pity party, he said, this is all he said to me. I believe it word for word to this day. He said, I'm not interested in your ability as much as your availability. That's good. You may not be the best at doing something, but that should never hold you back from giving your best to do it. So I mm. found out 50% is just showing up, being led by the Spirit, and doing it. And, you know, even when I go overseas, I, I don't need to know the language. 
I just need to find somebody who does <laughs> that knows redneck, I guess, or it, 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 you know, be an interpreter for me. So I don't let the limitations stop me from the possibilities. Amen. That's good. Well, you know, it was interesting. So I um had to have I've had the unique opportunity a couple of times to take some of our students on their mission trips, mm-hmm. and so. Now, when I take the students, I don't know what all the other teachers do. I, I let them do a lot of the preaching because that's what the whole – it's their mission trip. I'm just kind of hanging hanging out, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll speak and, and do have some schedules sometimes. Sometimes we go to some of the places I might teach in the school if, if the you know, going on. So we were – I was actually speaking that Sunday morning at Raymond Bible Church, um, Bangkok, Thailand. I was speaking there, and then there was a couple other churches that wanted to ask for some of our Raymond minister – Raymond students, you know, so come minister, and so we would, you know, so one of the gentlemen who was actually speaking was, um, he was from Brazil. So English was his second language. So he was actually kind of, didn't really know what, you know, what, you know, how that was going to go because he had to speak in a second language, and then they had to interpret. Well, it just turned out the church that he went to, we were in Thailand, there was a lot of Burmese there, so they actually would translate um, his broken English to Thai, then to Burmese. So he had to go through two interpreters. I think it was the same guy, but he, but he interpreted, you know, twice. And so he have a split personality. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you know, it's pretty interesting. And, and, and so he he was like really, you know, kind of concerned. Like I don't know if he'll be able to understand my English or whatever. So afterwards, the, the guy goes, the the Thai um, gentleman says. You you were like one of the easiest persons to interpret because you know um, um, he his English wasn't as good so it was a little broken English and because that's the same kind of English that the time got, you know because they're so he goes I can understand what you were saying yeah. better than I can understand probably measuring yeah. his words and so yeah. and he was probably a little slower <laughs> in speaking um, you know so it is interesting but it doesn't matter who you are or where you are you know as long as long as as you're available I mean you know. And to let God work in your life. And Amen. so it's, um, you know, wh- whether or not you're a good speaker or not. Now, I want to throw out something else because um, um, I-, I know the truth to this. But um, your hometown, um, Billy Ray Cyrus and his little daughter, Miley, wow. are from your hometown. And now there was a rumor that the church he went to that Billy Ray actually performed Make You Break Your Heart. At church, was that true? You, you know, um, I left in '90, and he started coming back because his grandfather, Bishop Cyrus, Pentecostal bishop. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying Billy Ray Cyrus' grandfather, grandfather is? So, so that would be great grandfather from Miley's side. So I want to point that. Yeah, out. There yeah, and he read. I still remember this. Um, I never met him personally. I met uh, Sister Cyrus, which is his wife, Billy Ray's grandfather. I mean, grandmother. He read the Bible. You're through. not a biologist. I understand. No, I understand <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, just it's just it's just a, I'm still trying to get over the skitties thing. I, no. <laughs> Certain images. No, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Uh, but he read the Bible through 66 times. His his uh, wife attended there for many years. I knew Billy Ray's aunts and. Actually, his mom and uh, dad were good friends with my mom and dad. We always called him Bo Ray. We didn't call him Billy Ray. And he had a nephew named Boo. It was really crazy growing up. And Bo and Boo. I, I don't know. His See, nephew, you, you, you never knew that you listen to Craig's podcast and, and hear some. I mean, if you ever get on Jeopardy and they got a country music section, you gonna you need to pick it. You're going to win. Well, Write and, this stuff down. Yeah, yeah, and I've never met you know, Miley. Billy Ray Cyrus for 200. Yeah, really. <laughs> 
but but you're right. I, I know Billy Ray would come in and sing, and uh, actually Pastor Don Atkins was the pastor, him and Marianne yeah, at that yeah. time, and he would bring 20 and 30 people with him. He really? sang Amazing Grace. Now, I don't know if he ever sung Achey Break Your Heart, but he did say to him, he said, hey, I got a song I think is going to do pretty good, and that was Achey Break Your Heart. Yeah. But they, they kept in touch with him for many years. I seen him back in Denver. It's been a few years ago and stuff. I got on the bus with him and talked, and he just says, Todd, the business pulls on me so hard. He said, um, I just need your prayers. And I said, well, let's pray right now. He said, all right. <laughs> so we good. prayed right on the bus. But no, I never met Molly, but yeah, Billy no, Ray's no, grandfather no. was our first pastor. I forgot. So Brent told me what they, Molly, they would call, him, call her something else. It was her nickname or something or well, up. her name was Destiny Hope, but she had a nickname called Smiley or Miley. Yeah. Kind of went, oh. she smiled a lot. Smiley so to Miley. So Smiley changed on the Miley. Yeah. And then it become literally her. So, so her name really is Destiny Hope. At, yeah. It was her legal birth name, but I think she's legally changed it to Miley now. Well, I'm sure she has. But you know, yeah, but she's got, you know. That, that was, that, that, that was probably prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Destiny, Destiny Hope. Yeah, yeah Destiny yeah. Hope. Well, you know, you, messing with that. You know, honestly, um, I hear things back from different people about, you know, different people like that. Um, and Molly acknowledges that she needs a lot of help. She, I mean, listen, their grandfather prayed and mm-hmm. their grandmother, yeah. great grandmother and grandfather. And um, I believe that God is going to deal with him. I really believe I'm supposed to talk to Billy Ray one day. Um, my niece was in Houston, uh, and she got to go backstage and talk to Billy Ray on one one and said, Michael Todd, want me to tell you hello? And he just stood there and said, really? And I said, you know, he just said he just totally changed his demeanor. Well, we grew up together. Yeah. I, I don't see him as Billy Ray Sires, thank you, break your heart. I see him as Bo Sires, the catcher, playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I brought him a bunch of pitchers, but – I really believe well, uh, pitchers like pitch. He was catcher. You that's a pitcher. Pick, that's a, no, no, no. That's a photo well, for you. Well, no, well I, I should clarify that. No, we. I found a bunch of uh, uh, junior football league group pitchers, team pitchers, and I had some baseball pitchers of when we were kids, and I thought he would enjoy it. Yeah. And I brought him, and he was like, "Wow!" And he just started calling people out, and uh, we just had a great time. I mean, no. You know, I found this out a long time ago. People don't care how much you know as long as they know how how much you care. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been good. It's good to be back seeing you both, and uh, yeah, it's good to be back home, as they say at Raymond. Amen. You, you know, I actually I've used that quote a lot, and so one day, some I read Facebook, it, they, they pinned it. You know, my quote. I'm like, that wasn't my quote. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, but you know, a lot of people. Well, especially younger generation, they never heard that. Right. You know, it's about how much, how much you care. And, you know, what we also don't realize is, you know, people's backgrounds, you know, and sometimes we look at them like, well, there's no way that they grew up in a Christian church or, or anything like that. But, you know, you know, it's interesting. You know, there's people that get away from maybe the call that God has for them. But you know what? I, I believe that they'll come back to that call and, and things like that. And I'm not saying that he has or hasn't. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes, like you said, the world pulls on you as you move into the entertainment arena sometimes well it's the seeds there yeah i mean the prayers are still there so I, i'm just believing that this end time we're going to see something that it, it's not going to look like what we thought but it's going to be better than what we believe imagine yeah and uh i'm you know I, you just you hear stuff when you travel yeah you know i talk to rage in periodically you know not much just on facebook every once in a while but you know uh katie perry yeah i mean we can go down that road but 
you know, her mom and dad. But, you know, God is doing a work in every one of us, whether you grew up in church or not. And yeah, well, uh, well, Katie, Katie's um, my wife babysitted for Katie whenever she was a young youngster. I um, mean, you know, so so like I said, you know, my my wife's mom is very close to Katie's mom and dad. In fact, um, Katie's aunt was my my, my mother in law's best friend growing up. So so yeah, I mean, you know, there's and you know, obviously, you know, Katie's you know she's out there and. You know, but, you know, God's working on her. Well, that's, yeah. And when you talk to people behind the scenes, you're saying there's a lot going on that you don't see because they have to put a persona on because of the image and the the, the lens and all that. But God is doing something. I just tell people this. Hey, God's not in steeples. He's in people. So let him do a work in them. You know, you know, I tell people this going to church makes you a stronger Christian, but going to church doesn't make you. A Christian, you know, it's like going to McDonald's. It's not going to make you a hamburger. Yeah. So, but you got to find a local place, a company. And again, I want to reiterate, since I got this opportunity, if you're looking for a Bible school, I call it the Harvard of Bible schools. I've done it for 20 some years. I tease people. I said, I think I'm an unpaid staff member because everywhere I went, I would get, they said, if our child could go somewhere, what would you tell them? I said, without a doubt. I said, go. And they said, what if I miss? I said, be the best year you ever missed. Yeah. And and the the thing about it is, you know, right now I've seen a lot of parents are like, you know, they're saying, I would rather for you to go to Bible school first before you go to a secular college, because I believe there's, there's a foundation you need, you know, because the secular colleges are trying to pull you away from from who you are. And, and so it's good to know who you are in Christ. Plus, one of the things about Rhema Bible Training College, rbtc.org, if you come to Rama, there are a number of schools that actually accept our our, um, our credit, whether you want to go in person or, or or go online. And in fact, I was just talking to a a person the other day that they ended up thirty six credit hours. Um, they took thirty six credit hours from Rama. And now understand, Rama's tuition was three thousand fifty dollars or three thousand, you know, something like that, thirty one hundred dollars. I can't remember exactly, you know, for a whole year. That's including books and everything. Um, my, my son, Skyler, who's a second-year student at Raymond now, I, we paid $150 for a digital book one time. I mean, a digital book. I mean, so I'm like, wait, we don't get this book so we can sell it back to, to them? Because, you know, when I was in, when I was in college, we, I bought used books and then sold my used books back to them. Yeah, or we, or, we, or yeah. we shared them and passed them down to our in family fact, and neighbors. In fact, I got really mad because <clears throat> one of my counting books, some um, Try to sell it back, and they said, "Oh, we we have a new edition now. They're using next year, so you got to keep it." I'm like, "What am I going to do with this accounting book? I mean, no one's going to care about my accounting book. You know, everything I learned in accounting, you know, you can just go buy a computer program and does it for you." See, so. when I was in college, I was the fourth one in or fifth one in a string back when we still taught biology in college, yeah. and um, to get the bi- same biology book, and we all had the same professor. Yeah. And so I had five years worth of highlights and underlines of everything that's going to be on the test because he didn't change much. So I barely paid attention. I just went by what they highlighted in the book. You had a highlighted book. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think we could have used the book in Cooper Beatty's class. Yeah. Uh, Machine Gun Beatty. Oh, yeah. man, I missed him. I miss all them. You know, um, I got credits for my degree from Raymond. Oh, really? Yeah, I got 30-some credits also. So it went towards my 
other degrees. And what school did you go to? I went through Life Christian University University? for my bachelor's and uh, master's, and then I went through uh, Life Point Christian University in Phoenix for my doctorate. Yeah, so there are a lot lot of schools that do give you credits for Rainbow Bible Training College. And like I said, if if you want to learn more about Rainbow Bible Training College for you or maybe your friend, your neighbor, your loved one, or or maybe you have some neighbors you want to move, you know, then maybe it'd be good. Hey, check out Rama so you can move. So I don't have <laughs> RBTC.org. If you just go there, give us your name, your email, and um, a phone number. We'll send you a digital packet immediately. Although there's a lot of information about Rama right there online. But we'll send you a digital packet that has all kinds of information about Rama, And we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you more about school, and try to set up a time for you to come and visit us on campus. Well, Ty, it's been a, a great time. We're going to bring you back on um, our next program, you know, but we're so excited about what God's doing um, through your life. But here at Raymond, we're bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. God bless you guys. You take care. Have a great day.